How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. Uh, first of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. Kick it like me, no exaggeration necessary. Living revolutionary, nothing less than legendary. Gangsta shit hereditary. Got it for my dad. Flow colder than February with extraordinary swag. Why he so mad for? Why he gotta have it? Cause a slave my whole life, now I'm the master. Nah, nah, nah. How it feel to wake up and be the shit and the urine? Nah, nah, nah. Trying to get that Kobe number. One over Jordan. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Black Guy with Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and... Karen. And we're in the house with a very special guest today. Um, none other than Justin. Say what's up to Justin, man. <laughs> what's up, Twitter fam? I want less. Oh, y'all good people. What's going on? <laughs> I, I don't have as long an introduction for Jay as, as, as I do for our next guest. Um, internationally known. Locally respected. Host of the Morning Jones on Sirius Channel 98, The Score. Contributor to ESPN Page 2. Holder of multiple degrees. Two-time defending champ of Around the Horn. And undefeated on first and ten against the legendary Skip Bayless. Say what's up to my man, Bermond Jones. What's going on? We better record all that because you never know when they're going to cut all that stuff out. Ain't none of this permanent. Ain't none of this permanent. Say it now. Yeah, man. So, um, 
how's your vacation been, man? Dude, cool. Just want to kick to where my parents in Atlanta. So just a whole lot of laying around the house as much as possible. I actually caught up with a couple of Twitter folks while I had a chance, you know, go check some stuff out. It, 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 I ain't have to go to work. Yeah, that's got to be a good feeling, man, to take a day off. But what is it like to work in your crib, though? Yeah, that's like, what I want to know. Do you have to go to work or do you have to just get up? It's blessing and curse, right? Because I can roll out of bed at 630. Mm. And be in the chair, you know, do what need to be done. Chair at seven, we can go through ten. But what reason do you then have to leave the house? Like right. people who don't have jobs don't go anywhere. They just at the house all <laughs> the time. So some will come up and I'll make a run. But then other than that, I'm just at the house mm. all the time. But you good on gas though. That you, in theory, yes. <laughs> I feel like I'm not getting the gas savings that I should get. Like, I, I really think about that. Like, when I get a tank of gas, I'm like, why did I just get a tank of gas? And I haven't gone anywhere. But then when I do go somewhere, I'm out and I'm right. gone. I ain't coming back. Like, what all can I do while I'm out here? See, I think I did the Morning Jones. The first segment at 7 with stars, like, Sasha, how you doing? Y'all carry this one for about 10 minutes. No, oh, man. They're, 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 the first week, there was a day where they called me at 655. Like, so, uh, you, you gonna make it? I was like, oh, my bad. You know, we figured it out. I, was yeah. like, I don't necessarily need something to talk about, per se. We, right. You know, we first play and go. Well, this is not gonna be an interview. You know what I'm saying? Normally, People probably have people on their podcasts and radio shows and stuff, and it's like, let me interview this dude. That's not what we do here. That's what I do every day. Yeah, you just <laughs> we just gonna kick it, man. Um, so first thing I'd say, man, you can leave comments on the show, like on the iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Search for the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. We will come up. Uh, definitely leave us comments because we interact with people. We will come and do a Saturday show. I don't know about this Saturday. We might be hungover. But we will do a Saturday show most Saturdays. And we will definitely, uh, you know, get back with you people. Um, you can call the show, 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. People do every week. You know, we love hearing from our fans. We got some funny-ass fans. We do. So, you know, we're lucky with that. And then uh, Facebook, you know, we leave all kinds of statuses on there, pictures, Roast, we kind of roast a couple people every week, you know. Well, y'all got twice as many likes as I do, which I really kind of. I don't know if we may be honest. Like, I, it makes, it's really made me reassess whether you know people are actually listening to shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure half those people are just like, "What the hell?" Is this? I just like black people that tip. I, I just support that. I have nothing, no idea what this podcast thing is. Um, you can go to the blog, theblackouttips.com, uh, and you can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Uh, that's just another way to get in contact. Follow us on Twitter. Everybody here is on Twitter, um, except for our silent member in the room, which is like Jerobi and Tribe Called Quest. Um, so um, you can follow me on at Rodimus Prime. Um, say that again, that S and D A T. Uh, rhyme over reason. I'm Bomani underscore Jones, and I don't feel like spelling it today. You just not yeah. work it out. You, it's phonetic <laughs> almost. You would think, right? Yeah. You know, well, you got the link. Yeah, I, I have everybody in the show don't, notes. But then don't feel bad. I was talking to his mom. I was like, because she was doing my hair. And I was like, yeah, we're going Wait, out. wait. Who was mom? Both Your mom. Oh, my mom. Not his mom. I was about to say, yeah. tell me more. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how that worked out. You know your mom did hair, did yeah, Among other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, like his mama. And she was doing my hair. I was like, yeah, I'm excited. I was like, Bomani Jones coming on the show. She was like, who? I was like, never mind. She was like, spell it. I was like, 
Never mind. We're going to end this conversation right now. That's like when I was at the airport and I left my briefcase by security and I hear on the overhead, Bo Manny Jones, I was like, just in case you think I'm famous. Humble every once in a while. You just got to get humble. Yeah, there was at a point where I might have like gone off the ledge. Like, if, if there was a chance I was going to tip over, it would have been then. Yeah, that's why I always was partial to that story with Will Smith at the first Grammy one where he's like, yeah, man, I just won a Grammy and then I... Went home, my mom was like, so you gonna take out that trash? <laughs> like, that's some, real, that's some real shit, man. That's, yep. Like, that's some stuff my parents would do. Like, uh, don't get ahead of yourself. Get, you know about it. Yeah, normally it's your cousins that keep me in line. Yeah, speaking well, They remember everything you did yes. as a child. And that's because they are haters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they still call you nickname and shit. Rah, rah. Like, damn. In front of people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. On purpose. <laughs> remember when you used to wear them cowboy boots? Yeah, somebody oh, passed man. me that photo album. I got some things I want to show you. I hate it when such and such will spend the night be waiting to be yeah. and all that stuff. Oh my god, yes. Um, Alright, man. So, also, oh, I was on Twitter and this guy, I think his name is like Dog Pound something. I, I can't, Dog Pound Productions or something. I don't know if he's down with Death Row or something. Maybe he shot the pot. I don't know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> maybe he solved the case. I don't know. But, um, anyway, man, this dude hit me up and he's like, uh, I'm surprised that you don't follow Roy Wood Jr. Now, y'all might not know who Roy Wood Jr. is. He's a comedian. He was a finalist on Last Comic Standing. And uh, I don't ever call in for any voting or anything. That's ridiculous. That's for lesser people than me. <laughs> he is literally the only person I've ever called, picked up my phone and called to be like, this nigga should win. I love this dude. He was hilarious. It's hard to be funny and clean on national TV. And he was able to talk about, you know, more than just race. So, which is hard also for black comedians. So, he, he, he did that and I called the show. I'm like, man, that dude's funny. I got to keep up with him. Um, I listened to another podcast, the Hater Rising uh, radio show. Um, they have prank calls by Roy Wood uh, Jr. where they play them, you know, between breaks and stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, I've been keeping up with dude or whatever. So, he uh, hit me back and was like, I'm going to listen to the podcast. And I was, you know, like, that's, it's, it's weird to have people that you like, I'm a fan of you. I don't yes. know. Yes. You, yeah. It's kind of going the other way, but I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to be like, don't listen, but, you know, it was, it was like, oh my God, for real? And I tried to play it cool, but, you know, I had to tell him I did call in, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's what makes it okay when you admit to being a stand or, you know, admit to being your fan sometimes. Like, like, look, dude, you, you're a funny dude, and I like you. You know what right. I mean? You know, not liking that other way. Right, right. Of course, you know. of course. You don't have to say that on this show. You know, no pauses. Well, not for, I know for y'all, that. but there's some other people that might not know me that. You know, I gotta clarify for those, just for those guys. As his fiance sits in the room. <laughs> anyway, man. So, um, it also another time I met Barry Davis, and uh, I don't know if I told you the story before, but uh, we were going up to Carmel Middle School playing with some some car dealer salesman people folk. And me, it was me, my brother, and our friend Sport. We was going up there and we was running them. We were younger than them. So we were we were kinda killing them for probably about two, three weeks. And they got fed up. You know, they kept trying to change the rules on us, which I that's when I knew we was getting them when they was like, yeah man, three game limit. Like, bro, we was here last week. You, <laughs> we know the rules. <laughs> it wasn't no three games. We limit when you was whooping our ass. Right? So um they we come in one day, man. Barry Davis play for the Hornets, right? We come in one day, we're tying our shoes, talking about what we're going to do to these dudes. And this dude walks over, he has a full beard, a fro, big baggy clothes, 
And he just walks over. He's like, what's up, y'all? My name Baron. So he shakes our hand, walks off. We're like, who's this chump? Because, <laughs> dude, you know, Baron Davis, when he was here originally, he had, like, the shaved face. He had the bald head. You know, he wasn't all eccentric and shit, you know. But he had went and got all Neo Soul over the summer. So apparently, you know, we, you know, we didn't recognize him. First play of the game, my man Sport tries to do this in and out crossover. Puts the ball right in front of him. Baron grabs the ball with two hands. And Sport is just suspended. Because he's pulling the ball back with all his leverage, but he can't break the grip of Baron Davis. <laughs> two hands on his basketball, so he's just pulling back and he's stuck, and it's comical. And then Baron finally just like yanks it from him, throws the alley to himself, two hand dunks it right off the glass. And Eric, at the same time, me and my brother at Sport looked at each other and were like, that's Baron Davis. <laughs> so, so, needless to say, he whooped our ass for like two, three weeks. Um, so the third week, man, he comes over and, you know, he's talking to us. And I was like, man, I don't want you to feel like I'm on your dick or nothing, but I have a poster of you in my car. <laughs> I literally had the slam up of him dunking on KG as the poster on my wall uh, in college. And uh, I was just like, yeah, don't tell nobody else. But, you know, you like, you, like you said, you got to let people know. I admire you. Yeah. This, you know, it's, it's, that's that's cool to do. Yeah. All right, man. So let's do the podcast and shit. Forget the story. Bo, you drove to South Carolina today. I made it. <laughs> Congratulations. Cruise control, man. Congratulations. I find that limited. <laughs> like I'm too old now to be wondering about every police car. Like I know now, if you come messing with me, that is some tomfoolery. Like once this starts, I have nothing to answer for. It's just okay. So what is the story going to be? Right, get this man a drink for making it through the, uh, Georgia and South Carolina. Yeah, Georgia, no, Georgia's never a problem for me. South Carolina, they just everywhere. Yeah, yes, they own it in South Carolina. They, they intentional assholes. I get nervous when I go to South Carolina. I keep thinking they're going to keep me or <laughs> forget that they lost that, that, that conflict a while back. Like, I, I, they they are a little too revolutionary for me. Yeah, because I go in like you go stop and get something to eat, and they definitely treat you different in South Carolina yeah. than they treat you in the other places. Especially when they see the plates too, they that's oh, like yeah. an automatic. I'm gonna fuck with you. Yeah. But here's the thing though: what about the brothers that live there? Like, are they just used to it and they can't see it, or are they just like it don't matter? Yeah, like I don't understand how you get a degree and decide to stay. You know, I, like if, if it's just what happened to you that I get. Right. But if you got some education and some upper mobility, Atlanta <laughs> is right down there. Right? <laughs> Charlotte is right up there. <laughs> we was joking in South Carolina earlier, but I think they can tell the difference between oh, he homegrown South Carolina, he cool, yeah. like he one of us. They ain't checked. And, and so right, and so but for people that go to school down there, after them four years, it's kind of like. You kind of take on what you, your that's environment not, at that not, point. That's not good. And I'm yeah. not saying it as a compliment, <laughs> but I'm saying they they recognize. Oh, he almost one of us now. We he good. We I recognize the outside. So. I hope that's not true because uh, when I went to school in Fayetteville, every single year I thought. I'm getting the fuck out of here. So what? I, get a degree, I have I not will, been back. I will since not catch a stray. No, when they put that piece of paper in my hand, I have not been back to Fairville since 2002. Melody, for real. His yeah. mama always laughed at me. We always get the alumni stuff. She was like, "Y'all going to uh, do alumni?" I was like, "Alumni? When I pay my student loan, that's alumni money." You talking? About? They owe me back for not giving me my financial aid on time. Yeah, I know it's so. I struggled. That's interesting. Right? I struggled to a couple semesters. <laughs> I might be going home today, y'all. <laughs> I packed everything up just yeah. in case the check don't clear. Me and Des, I had to go in and show my ass to get my financial aid right. Hell no. 
schools. Hold on now. I will tell you this, though. I went to a small white private school for my master's. Mm -hmm. And I found that the variable is small. It is not black. They were messing with my refund check. And all the, all the refund check stories and everything else, you just don't hang around enough white people. Ah. You get around enough white people, you will find that they get down just like we do. Because I had to yeah. get some strong arm a refund check. See, that's the thing. I don't even think it's like unique to black schools. Because I just think there's this whole other debate about black colleges. And I think it gets a lot into the inferiority, superiority thing where it's like, you got a black education. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> you want to clown college? Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? Starberries too? <laughs> so, I, you know, there's this whole other debate out there. And you got to be careful because, you know, education is what you make of it, really. I mean, his brother's getting out of prison that's smarter than people that got degrees. So. But it's a game, though, because my pops was talking about this. And Clark, my alma mater, got caught on one of those fine play probation things a few years ago. Georgia State was on the same probation at the exact same time that nobody ever mentioned. Right. I think wow. it's the PR people there. Yeah. No, dude, it's an easy story. They like laughing at us. Yeah. That's all they come down to. <laughs> you call up the news and be like, yo, they're acting up down at the Black College. You rest assured, there will be cameras. Yes. They're coming yes. through. Easy layup. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, but when I was in school, man, that was one thing I noticed was like, I would have to, especially against other black people, like, I ain't defending my degree, man. Like, we're not about to have this debate about the white man's ISIS code. That's not happening. <laughs> like, we, you can either, if you don't respect it, you don't have to respect it, but I'm not going to sit up here and debate it with you. Well, um, I'm not going to debate it if you went to ECU. Like, that's the thing about it. Like, there's this whole list of average, regular, yeah. everyday schools. You're not going to go to UNC Charlotte and then come talk to me. Yeah, yeah. What, what what are we doing? What, who are you, right? Plus, I went to go to uh, Howard. Like, I took this tour. And on the tour, they basically uh, take you off the bus. Like, there's a tour of black students from Charlotte. And they take you off the bus. They talk to you. And they ask you your GPA. They ask you for, like, an SAT score, things like that. And I had a fairly high SAT score and decent GPA, but it was because of the weighted. You know, like you get a C in one of those like uh, one of those AG classes, then they bump you up. So it's like, oh no, you got an A if you would have went in the regular class, which is complete bullshit. <laughs> I would have got a C in regular class. I just wasn't trying hard. It wasn't. Hey, I mean, that knew how smart I was. But um, anyway, man. So I would tell my GPA and tell them my SAT score, and they would be like, yo. You can come here right now. Beg me. They're like, blackmail, 1300 SAT. You are, you just, where do you want to sign? Just please, we'll find something. Even with the out of state, we'll find a way. So I'll be like, oh, cool. You know what I mean? But, uh, except for Delaware State. We went to Delaware. I was like, this shit is too cold. <laughs> so, Good choice, my brother. Yeah. It's like, it like, the girls is bad. I'm like, they covered up. <laughs> I don't see nothing out here but snow. <laughs> so, so, we, so basically, man, um, Howard was uh, the one school, though, when I told him my GPA and, my, and everything, it was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, so what, what we do with our scholarships? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, did, you, did you bump up 200 more points between now and then? Because, you know, that, that's how they roll, man. So when people tell you it's a lesser education, that's more, it says more about them not knowing shit than anything else. Yep. So anyway, um, speaking of not knowing shit, uh, I've been watching Bridal Plasty. Oh. <laughs> Karen watched it with me too. Man, those those women are evil, man. They evil, man. They like on the last show, they had a chick that needed stomach stapling or something like that. But uh, who was? It was more than stomach stapling. 
It was actually, they oh. cut the fat off her body. Yes, off her arms. They did her chin. Yes. Yes, and it was disgusting. Yeah. They do these surgeries so haphazardly. Like, it is literally like if I just walked into the doctor's office, was like, yo, so what y'all got on some stomach segment today? And then they, the dude just was like, yeah, I got you. No problem. Yes. I do it all. Yes. And send them back to the other females afterwards in the house. I'm like, they don't even have recovery time, nothing. Then you see them come, yeah. up, come back to the family They house. put them in a recovery room, which is just another room in the house where you can't do, you know, the, the activities. But what what's funny, though, is it's such a study of, like, the psychosis of people who are addicted to plastic surgery. It's yes. like they really think these surgeries will solve every problem in their no. life. Yep. Like, my man's going to love me more. I'm going to be confident. Everybody going to be my friend. And you just like, no. y'all still in the house full of psychos. <laughs> yes, and then on the deck, the girl that did it was fat. It's not going to change your ass. It's fat. You just yeah. got cut for nothing. Yeah. Like, I'd never seen that, but I got caught. I was at Shannon's house a couple weeks ago, and his father-in-law was watching, what was it, uh, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Uh-oh. And Shawty's face was tied so tight to a face and like everybody on there was just botox to death and I'm looking at him like maybe I'll just move to a city where people don't care about this yeah you can be you can be a queen Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, everybody will look up to you in Minnesota. Yeah, come here. Come here, drive your car around, look fancy. You'll be the queen. Man, that, it's just so like it, it's more nerve wracking to look at them. Like the, the actual show, I really could care less about. But just watching how they're exploiting these women, it is ridiculous, man. They like they're out of control mentally. They have some type of disorder, and they need help. But yes. nobody's helping them at all. They're just cutting on them. And the dude drawing on my like, they etch a sketch. He was like, yeah, here and here. And by the time he finished it like a road map. I was like, there's nothing wrong with you, woman. And every surgeon, he's like, this is going to look good. This is going to look good. He looks like, oh, this is healing good. He's never had one where he was like, ooh. And let's speak about that. I don't like it with that car salesman talk like. You know what? How's the family? Blah blah. Oh, you'll look great in this type of car right here. Oh, yeah. it's fully loaded with this. This is only going to cost you um, your dignity. Right. <laughs> it's actually worse than car salesman, which I know, I know, right? <laughs> it's worse than the car salesman because it's like you come in and they're like, uh, I want to get my boobs worked on. That is my my surgery that I need to have. I'm just really obsessing over this. And then the guy's like. Okay, we could do that. You definitely do need some work there. But if you don't get some of this liposuction, then that's really not going to make any point. And look, oh, your, your feet are just terrible. It's like, dude, you are just dressing them down. <laughs> Women that are already broken, you are dressing them Wouldn't down. Wouldn't it be cheaper to learn how to twerk something? Because <laughs> yeah. I think that would have the same effect that we're going for here. Because the girl yeah. that can twerk something, really, no matter what she looks like, if she can twerk something, she always can get at least some level of adulation right. that she's looking for. Yes. And there's a treadmill upstairs. I'm not saying they need to do it, but I'm just saying, if you obsess over it, they put you in the house and they're like, they don't get to give you TV. You're not, none of them, I've never seen one of them read. Not that they, I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying it has never made the air. But they, they, they basically could be working out if they wanted to and trying to eat right and do stuff, but they, they just sit around all day hoping for plastic surgery. So it's a little bit frustrating, man. But, um, of course, speaking of frustrating women, I also watched the basketball live. I haven't watched the new season. I didn't think there was anything more for me to see. I didn't either, man. That's hilarious. They went and brought Tammy, man. That's like... <laughs> you talking about old girl from the real world. Tammy from yeah, the real world. She's crazy. 
Yes. Yes. And it shows. Yes. Like she's been hurt. Like you look at her eyes and be like, yo, men have hurt you bad. No, not just men, but Kitty. Kitty. Yeah. He made it worse for everybody. Oh, hey, you know what I found out on Twitter? Apparently, it's cool to joke about people's alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of shit is that? I was just like, yeah, man, Kenny looking, uh, I was like, Kenny looks pretty, uh, messed up on this show. He really shouldn't be coming here as soon as he sees this camera and sees Cammy. He probably should have said, yeah, so, my bad. Yeah. I'll come back and they talk about our kids. You talk about kind of like AJ Johnson in the Dre Day video. You want to say, whoa! Do it easy. Right back around. Exactly. So, um. My bad. The first time he comes there, it's over dinner. You know, of course, the camera's there. And he apologizes to her, and she starts crying in public, which is a sign of crazy. But <laughs> they got married like 20, 15, 20 years ago. Yep. yep. And they were only married for like three years, I think. But he was smart enough to have a prenup that gave her nothing. Yeah, oh. yeah, that was that was a cold move. He gave her nothing. Oh. Now, yeah. child support, I'm a little, and brother take care of your kids. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but, but bank, not having to pay alimony. The bank and book the and the credit card leave with everything you can. <laughs> don't you touch that code. Yeah, don't you just go to get most shows to rip. <laughs> you got to go. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I don't I don't believe it. You, you got me spitting for a day. I don't think that that means a lifetime of eating off of me. He must yeah. be crazy. I, I wonder what happened with Kenny though, because like everybody watched the first season of The Real World, you know, because it was brand new, it was phenomenal. Nobody watches now, but still, at the time. So, like, what did he see that we all saw that he was like, I got to have that? Because she ain't even that fitting fine. She no. was never even like legitimately fine. She man. got good bedroom skills. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but nah, dude. You better than what he had, apparently. Nah, but if you've been in the league, okay, he went to college in Atlanta for two years in the early 90s, which is kind of like mm. post-school days, the prime of I'm going to Atlanta for school. Like, if the free yeah, day the free built, as it all, I mean, they, that was a nexus, and he was there right there for that time. And he was the man. Yeah, so either, if she was that kind of a prodigy in bed, we would have known this by now, because she'd have been on the Karen Stephens kick. <laughs> I would have got around. She probably was headed that way, real world, was her first stop. <laughs> I think she was approved, man. She we're, got David kicked out. We don't know what she did in high school. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what she did in high school. It's probably some stories out there, but she's not important enough for us to look them she up. She got David kicked out the house, particularly. Like, come on, man. I, she's the, like, Although, let us be honest, he also was a little bit cuckoo for Coco Puffs. They had yeah. a whole lot of crazy in that. Those first two real world houses yeah. with crazy Kevin Powell, who might be the craziest person ever to be on the real world. <laughs> He's up there. He's way. I haven't way heard up. anything about Kevin Powell since. Like, running for Congress. I don't know if he won, but he ran for Congress again. What? And I'm like, yeah. who's, who's trying to vote? With Kevin Powell. I mean, your boy in South Carolina. Al Green? Yes, he won. I mean, but his, name, but his name Al Green. <laughs> I guarantee he, he, he like just saw the name. Yeah, he's like he's like the distinguished gentleman. If you've yeah. seen that one, he's yeah. Jeff Johnson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> David, at one point, the theory for him getting all the votes was his name was first on the ballot. That happens though. Yeah, but so I think, I'm just saying I, that's I, more reasonable than Kevin Powell. I recognize Kevin Powell. <laughs> I, it was a, for me. It was just another South Carolina joke. 
Like it was just another, <laughs> it was another layup. Like this is too easy. Do yeah. I have to go into this? That got one. I don't. It's, I don't look, say anything. Look, else. Mark Sanford name is on the sign that welcome you to the state. Al Green ain't nothing after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. put a rap out though. Did you yeah. see the rap? Al, who? What? Al Green put out a rap? Yeah. Was it like a gospel rap? No, not was the same. Was it by Grits? No, not by Grits. You sure it wasn't by Grits? Was it a remix? Like somebody took words that he said and then put it to a beat? No, he paid, he he made a rap commercial for himself to advertise when he was. <laughs> yes. You have to YouTube this, yes. I refuse it. I refuse to go this. <laughs> anyway, I'm not about it. Next point. For Al Green. <laughs> Imagine, like that little man in Illinois who ain't had no business being a senator. Whatever, good for you. <laughs> he came up. He's walking around like you ain't no senator. Flash that badge. He Ask me that up. one more time. <laughs> I guarantee that dude went around his family house. Elementary teacher said it wasn't gonna be shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, hilarious. well, well. It was hilarious though, man. It was. They misspelled his name wrong at his own high school when he was giving a speech. Al Green? Al Green. Yeah, they misspelled his name wrong. Did he say Alvin Green on the ballot or did he say Al Green? Because if it said Al Green on the ballot, he did that on purpose. Yeah. If it said Alvin, then, you know, it just happened. But I bet you he was like, nah, nah, nah. Nobody calls him Al. Everybody calls him Alvin. He's like, nah, nah, nah. (laughs) (laughs) The party he ran under was Let's Stay Together. I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't know what it was. Um, Simply beautiful party. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so anyway, man, these chicks are crazy. And, um, but even with all this, it's no replacement for the Bad Girls Club, man. It's still just fighting time. When I had a girlfriend that made me watch TV with her, the girl at the Bad Girls Club was on all the time. I found it to be absolutely fascinating. I was like, this can't, like, y'all would be real fun to kick with for, like, a night. Right. Like, if I, the Bad Girls Club is, like, if I see them at the club I'm at, I will party with them for, like, an hour. Yeah. And then I'll be like, all right. Y'all, y'all crazy <laughs> I gotta shit. go. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like, so, how do I manage to sleep with you without giving you my phone number yeah. or address? Well, yeah. Oh, you got a roommate. Ooh, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Take me off camera, please. Yeah, like, I don't know. I can't. Nah. So, so, but do you have your own room? Oh, no, you don't have your own room. I'm not paying for a hotel. So, <laughs> yeah. what are we about to do? Yeah. That's like, the Vagos are like, if you can get one of them to come with y'all. Like, you might be alright. But yeah. if you gotta roll with that crew, Mm-mm. something will pop off every time. That's like going out with white boys drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no telling where this might go. Yeah, I Because they on. have no fear. Yeah, I, I, tap, I tap out way for them. Roger got some white friends. I love them all. They listen to the podcast. That's why I don't go. Because I'm like, no, I'm staying my black ass at home. Now, I took a bunch of time. <laughs> I went out drinking some white dudes and the ninjas popped up, right? No. Right, so the guy I used to work with, um, he was getting married. So we were in Chapel Hill doing the Franklin Street thing. It was like the golf holes to drink it. And I don't really drink. I was like, I have a couple with y'all, but I got a show to do tomorrow morning right. and so forth and so on. Plus, I had it in my mind. This is going to get out of hand. And at some point, I'm going to have to go home. So I found one kid. It was weird, too, because I was talking to this one kid. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I might leave here and go to the strip club. He's like, you know, I hope you're not offended, but I'm really, really attracted to black women. I'm like, hey, well, you can come, too. Yeah. Right. You know, oh, we can Yeah. I was like, whatever. <laughs> Please do. Yeah, you know, we can. I took him to a grimy spot, too. But that's another discussion. So... We're going. We're there, and I didn't exist, and I'm out of here. I roll out. I find out on Monday at work what happened. They said they were in front of some club. Somebody got into it with one Asian dude, and then they looked up, and then it was like five of them. They were surrounded. 
It was like somebody dropped a smoke bomb. <laughs> they, 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 they said they just looked up at five Asian dudes that surrounded them. I was like, that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I took it to the crib yes. early. Because I'm not fighting with y'all. Because I mean, I'll go to jail. Right. Yeah, 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 they'll be home. We got you, man. We, we got you. Just, you know. <laughs> Well, that when once the cops come, then they become representatives and witnesses and <laughs> all, all types of character witnesses. <laughs> they recount everything that occurred that yeah. Articulately. But I got but you need that though. You should always keep one, is what I'm saying. Yes. Don't don't ever like people that be on some like, man, fuck all these white people. No, no my no, brother. No, 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 Y'all no, will be no. in jail. No, that's like Willie D on that ghetto boy. So you want a race war? You got it. No. Mm-mm. No, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking for some race mediation. <laughs> <laughs> some race negotiation. <laughs> So, what's funny too though, man, like we talked about this last week, it's that drunken sense of adventure that did found America. So, I can't hate it. I can't hate it. We wouldn't, none of us would be here. And, you know, we had some rough times. <laughs> but we made it. We made it. Alright, man. Um, so I was listening to Rick Ross Teflon Don today at work to get me through the second half of the day. Uh, why you make that face, Jesse? Cause I, I feel like you in a, a good mood. No, when I first listened to that, it made me want to go sell some drugs or, or do oh. something illegal. Well, this is the epiphany I've had about Rick Ross. Not only am I okay with Rick Ross, but I'm a fan. I support Rick Ross because he is doing exactly what I wish more rappers would do, which is just be a dreamer. You don't need <laughs> to do this shit. Like I like Ti, and he can't. Stay free. <laughs> this shit is too real. Yeah, and it's and it's funny though because we let like we let Nas slide for right. telling stories. I'm not saying he's lying because he didn't expect us to believe it. Right. I don't. I don't think. Does he expect us to believe him? Rick Ross does. That that's my because my thing. He's a CEO. I can't. Right. I can't respect nothing about that. My theory is that he is the Lance Armstrong of rap. Yeah, you're right. He gives that when he gives that press conference. That mic is on. That beats playing. I believe that shit hundred percent. Yes, sir. As soon as I stop the tape, I'll be like, Yeah, man, he's full of shit. Yeah, he's telling <laughs> But did you see that he's uh, apparently going to Nigeria to do some shows? Let the jokes be. Right in. I was about to say, there's gonna be a whole lot of bad checks and fake stories going on in that one. But I say, Rick Ross, if, if, we're gonna see just how G Rick Ross is because if, if he walks out of there with a check as right. opposed to cash, then he's every bit as fugazi as we've been saying he is. If he left the Nigerians, pay him with a check. He deserve everything. In fact, that'll be the great about to say. Being fake, not funny. No, is he? <laughs> You like fake check? Who was that you said? Um, I think the Rizzle. He wants cash. He wants all his cash in the bag. No, but it's like their stories ten years removed about Rizzle wanting cash in the bag. He wants everybody to pay him cash in the bag. Yeah, that's a that's a little dangerous, man. So I know some people in the wood. They must be packing heat or something. No, but he's just like he's not telling the IRS about anything. He's like the dude at the barbershop. Like, no, we don't take visas. Run, run, The dude at the Chinese restaurant. No, we don't. <laughs> we don't believe in that. Well, he has Rick Ross has a line in this one song where he says, "Pull up to the club, kilo in the car." Why? First of all, no no drug dealer would do that and tell you. Like this, you're not gonna, you're not about to sell the kilo at the club. You just roll with a kilo in your car. That's fed time for no reason. If you're so big and bold, why have you touched a kilo? In, yeah. In, sorry, I'm. Sorry. <laughs> but see, that's that's why I like Rick Ross because I know that's full of shit. <laughs> Ti says something about having guns. 
I'm like, damn, they might check him. Yes. <laughs> if the police heard this song too, <laughs> he might get pulled over today. Yeah. Calm down, man. It's believable with that guy. You know, uh, Max B kept it a little too real. Yes. 90 years in prison real. Like, that's. <laughs> I like my rappers to be around. That's all I'm saying. You know, lie about it. Or tell me some shit you did so long ago that the statute of limitations passed. The Jay Z theory. Or, or don't do the G Dev, huh? Don't do G Dev, dog. Don't. I got an odd respect for the depth. Like, I don't know what overcame him. I would have found some religious person, some clergy <laughs> to tell my sins to. But he, I think he's on that stuff, and he thought he was going to get clean in prison. Or somebody, about, or somebody looking for him about some money. So, and he's yeah. like, that's the only place I can hide is, but yo. The real thing, the real question is this. What did Mace do? He killed somebody or something, because everybody that signed with Bad Boy... Either got killed or did some type of criminal shit. Mace was in the height of that same era, and he left and got religion. He must have seen like where the body was buried. You know, I went to college with Mace for a brief year. He went to Clark for a year after he uh, retired, and he was just around. He's just a regular herbish dude. Like if you did not know that he was rapping, he'd have just been another herb from New York. Just kind of. But all the cats from Harlem that knew him. Oh man, they were Mace's boys. Now I was like, come on, dude. Freshman year, you was just a dude. You was calling yourself Gunner. Now you were Mace's boys, right? Just running behind Mace. Mace. He, he used to be Murder Mace. Correct. Like a lot of people don't remember, he used to be hard. Well, I was going to say, he's probably somebody's nephew. Like, even his rhymes, they were too well spoken. And Vicky would take them and twerk them so it could fit the hood. Right, you know, Puffy couldn't do that. That's why Maze Rhymes never really worked with Puffy. And you'd be like, Puffy, can you need to start rapping, please? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? So you was like, okay, he's somebody nephew that they got him a job right. And well, this is my theory. He had a pill. They put him in front of the camera. I think Mace killed Big. That's what I think happened. And then he just dipped. He tried to get religion. Well, they just never found out. That's all I'm saying. G Dub, Black Rob, Shine, everybody else criminals. Oh, I forgot about Black Rob. Didn't Dylan get deported or something like <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I think Pup makes you do a crime if when you sign the contract. That's why you can never get your money. Because he's like, I got the pictures. I remember what you did. You go to jail if you want to. Alright, man. Uh, we watched some movies. And um, I'm not about to review them. But in a couple of these movies, they had Bullet that hit people in the head and made them forget stuff. Like Wolverine. That, that happened in that movie. Uh, the movie we watched called Vengeance. Vengeance. That happened in that movie. Um, What is bulletnesia? Like, is, does it need its own term? Like, you get amnesia from being shot. That's a bad precedent to teach people because that is not what happens when you normally get shot in the fucking head. <laughs> normally you die. Like, that is, I just thought that was ridiculous, man. Um, Bo, you a Far Side fan? Yeah. All right. You, you a Far Side fan, yeah. Justin? All right. I'm a Far Side fan too. Uh, I didn't realize until like two weeks ago I was talking to Morgan Campbell on um, on Twitter, and we were talking about Far Side songs that we like. And I was listening to the album, and I realized the Far Side was some fucking nerds, man. Bunch of herbs ever. And it's funny that it all broke up when the herbs got introduced to cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> That was the fat lip started snorting cocaine. You remember that fat lip video when he's in the trench coat and the diaper on Hollywood Boulevard? Yes. Cocaine. Yeah, I heard, I mean, I heard so many rumors about him being on drugs. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, and it, it was also, like, when they broke up. So, I mean, I don't remember those rumors. But going back and looking at their songs, like, Can't Keep Running Away. That is about nerds. That's about getting beat up. Yep. <laughs> Passing me by is the ultimate nerd anthem. Passing me by. Like, I, I was like, why do I identify with this shit? Because I was a nerd growing up. 
I, that's why I identify with it. I was like, no wonder I love this shit. This, things have happened to me, and, I, and I'm reliving them listening to the far side. I was like, yeah, you're right, dude. These women will hurt you, break your heart, man. Yeah, she, yes. she said. She said. These, like, like, none of them was really dropping game when they talked about women. Fat lip a little bit. But in general, they were mostly talking about, like, unrequited love, getting passed over for the next cat. You know, they had Mama Jokes as an actual song. That's, that's nerd shit. That's not normal people shit. And then she said they tried to play it cool, but they were still getting shot down. Yeah, exactly. They had gotten cooler, the beats were cooler, and they still lost. Yeah. <laughs> like, one of the lines is actually like that. You know I don't get down. <laughs> she said it would be good if you stay. Which only the herb goes for, yeah. right? I'm not saying I've never done that before. I'm just saying I learned after the fact. Yo, yeah. I look like a real herb when I did that. Yeah, you so. learned after the first time. No. You hear that song, you go, oh, man, they got me. It ain't getting you there no closer. That's what you realize. Like, this actually isn't helping. Yeah. We just, I'm firmly entrenched in the friend zone after yep. this shit. Yep. Take out a lease over here. He didn't even try to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the last time somebody said no shit like that about me. <laughs> I'm trying for what did George, what did George say? Uh, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take, dude. I'm, tr- I'm I'm trying them on the public timeline on Twitter. You think I'm not trying them? Like somebody hit me the other day. It was funny. She said something about um, you know I think low key Bomani's trying to beat. I'm like, what you mean low key? I'm gonna be in town next week. <laughs> what a world to see. Oh, um, so I was playing uh Black Ops, Call of Duty Black Ops. Um. And uh, somebody tried to get me to change my, like you can put a clan tag on there where you can say like, you get four letters, and if there's a group of your friends, you guys all want to group up together, you put your clan tag together. Mine is loco for people wondering, L-O-K-O, like four loco. But um, that, like this, these dudes tried to get me to change and be in their crew, but it was like 15 year olds that I knew from the YMCA. And I was like, I can't be rolling with y'all. <laughs> Like I'm only here because none of my friends are online. We we can't make this an official we kick it type thing, man. Like I was very embarrassed. Yeah, it was embarrassing that they thought I was that cool, you know. Yeah, like, you're you're officially that guy. Like it's a matter of time for somebody to ask you to go buy some weed. Right, exactly. Right, we need some beers. Like, nah, no thank you, little kids. Um plus I mean, why are y'all dissing my, I already got a clan. Y'all dissing my old clan? Is this how easy it is to join your clan, make a couple jokes, and I'm in? They saying they got more time to spend killing people on the game. Yeah, oh, speaking speaking of Black Ops, man, Bo, man, how did you feel to realize you walked into the middle of a heated video game debate? Dude, the thing about it was I wouldn't even say anything bad about video games. And they came from everywhere, and the thing about it is... Those cats, what I didn't realize is they identify themselves as gamers. Like right. that's who they that's who they are as people. I had no idea. You yeah. know that that's what it was. And they were coming from everywhere and they teenagers and they not even thinking. And I don't know how to let stuff slide. Right. So I wind up in these long arguments with these, <laughs> you know, not so intelligent people and it goes on and on and on. And I was like, dude. I had no idea because what happened was I went on outside the lines in the video game man I forget his name is Sundance or something like that that dude was weird yeah I don't know nothing about him but he he had a plan for what he was going to say right that had nothing to do with what we were talking about period but his people were behind him and they were riding and there's no coincidence they were all at home to watch that show yeah. as opposed to being you know at work right or right. something like that yeah man and they kept at it for days and days and days and all I can say is did you hear what I said Right. 
And they don't, because that's not how it works. No, they're actually, it was interesting to me because uh, I, you say, I'm going on outside the lines, we're going to talk about Kobe, talk about this game. I'm like, all right, cool, you know, that's that's what's up. So, um, I, I, go, I go home and I'm watching outside the lines, but this is after I read some of the, the tweets already in, in, in the timeline. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, that's, that's weird. Bro, I was really getting into it about these fucking video games. Like, <laughs> these, like, people, and not just people that he normally kicks it with, like, just random <laughs> Dude, man, fuck you saying about this game, right? So, 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 so I start. I'm like immediately like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get to the section about, you know, about the game. So I'm watching it, and there's is weird panel. There's four people with four different agendas that really have nothing to do with the game, like or with the controversy, which was Kobe's in the commercials for this game. Which is a great commercial. Yeah, and as a person, as a person that plays video games, I wouldn't call myself a gamer, but I do play video games. And now that we got actual gamers following our podcast for like the last three weeks, yes, I've been careful about the shit. That I play. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm Dude, not they are passionate, man. Yes, they are, and they take it seriously, and they're accurate. They are so ac- like they're literally like, no, this doesn't happen. You actually do this, and I'm like, I don't care enough <laughs> to make the distinction. So. Like well, I remember watching, like looking at that and going, "Oh, this shit is gonna be <laughs> awesome." And, and like for the next couple of days, I just would look at the timeline every once in a while and see somebody talking about it. But it, it was cool. But I really wish they would have brought somebody on that wasn't just like like the one dude. Man, you couldn't argue with him. He was like a preacher. A oh, basketball coach. Yeah, the a needle, kid that just died. The needle came off the record with him. That, that yeah. it was like, oh. And I'm not. The thing is, even if you think he's wrong, you can't argue with him, man. I just came from a kid's funeral. If I say Kobe is the reason they killed each other in the streets, you know what, bro? For the next 15 minutes, you are 100 percent right. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you what you cannot be angry about. But, dude, I anyway. But even he wasn't even that angry. That was the funny thing about it. Nobody was really angry. It's just the video game man came on and he was angry because my thing was I just wanted to know where the NBA was. Right. Like I wasn't even mad. I was the the more interesting thing about the commercial to me was forty one years later and Gimme Shelter is still the standard for you know if you can't afford Watchtower we're still using Gimme Shelter for shoot 'em up stuff. Like yeah. we haven't found a new one in forty one years. <laughs> that I found to be more amazing or more interesting. Then the other one's just like, wow, they let Kobe do it. The NBA is kind of full of it. Right. But then the video game people, I'm like, dude, ain't anybody talking about y'all. And they got mad when I said that those guys don't have as much sex as they probably should as adults. That's what they really <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, I, I think they, they don't like to think about that. Dude, you, ain't got, you do not have as much time to play video games the way they play video games and talk about them. They you have virtual sex. Yeah, yeah, but you no woman is putting up with that. They're playing right. Sims 3. And if she's sitting, she sitting there playing them video games with you like that, I'm not casting those spurs, but I just say she ain't trying to have sex with you. <laughs> maybe, too hurt. maybe some other yeah, maybe another dude. Right. Definitely not you. Even <laughs> the Comic Con people get more they get more than the uh, gamers. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well the Comic Con people put on them costumes and shit. Yeah. You know, you know what that's about. Alright man, so I don't know a lot. I just realized with my Christmas story controversy from last week um, with these motherfuckers getting mad at me because I never seen it. Like I'm gonna go see it now because you angry. Read the book; it's better. Yeah, (laughs) 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 you already know my mindset. Don't tell me what to do. Anything, anyway. So um, I realized I don't know a whole lot of Christmas movies because Christmas toys for me were like fucking crack when I was a kid. (laughs) 
it was like crack. Like I could not sleep. I couldn't concentrate on any. You could not sit me in front of a TV with presents right there. And once I opened them, I definitely wasn't paying attention. Like I don't think I remember any Christmas movie line for line. And I want to know where do these people come from that remember the Christmas movies? Like did they sit down and really watch Scrooge? <laughs> If it ain't in the theater, yeah, I would no, because man, we had the rule you couldn't wake up till five o'clock in the morning. I never know each year what time I actually went to sleep, but I guarantee you, I was up five. Yeah, and I didn't care if anybody else woke up. Like y'all can stay asleep. That's cool, right? I followed the rule. You know, I think what it is is because we actually had childhoods and enjoyed our childhoods, and we had active lives. Mm -hmm. These are the same people that probably New Yorkers. You know what I mean? Like, like they don't have a yard to go play in. Like, you know, I remember on Christmas after we got our toys and everybody at the park with their new coat and mm -hmm. playing football down there on Christmas right. Day. Or you get everybody, they ride their bike down into the park and you playing some type of game. Like, I like I remember this, but I, those guys, they don't have those memories. They, I feel sad for y'all. Yeah, I, I think also uh, because I didn't get everything I wanted uh, when I was a kid, I always looked forward to new shit so much. Like, you could not tell. I used to go sneak in that room. Like, I was trying to see my new shit when I couldn't play with I just look at the box. Girl, look at this shit. I'm going to play this that's soon. How, that's how I found out about Santa Claus. Okay. Yeah. I, I found a stash of toys like two days before Christmas. I found a stash. I wake up Christmas morning from Santa Claus. Oh, oh, I just saw this in the room the other day. Yeah. Somebody, Santa Claus, somebody lying. Man, I was playing. <laughs> I, was, I was playing my, my parents for like three or four years after I didn't believe in Santa Claus. I was pretending. Long as the toys were coming, I was, I'll be your Huckleberry. I, was, I, was, I believe that shit as long as you want. They told me it wasn't no Santa Claus. I was like, finally, we can all be free. I know. Yeah, we did. We, we never did Santa Claus. It was funny. I was talking to my pops because they grew up with nothing. He was like, you know, they come up, you know, get some fruit or some candy or something like right. that. Like that was the Christmas. But he said there was a boy across the street who was a study. He'd be like, these parents would tell him every year. He'd be like, Santa go come in New Year's. Santa never came in New Year's. And I was like, well, daddy, maybe they was just holding out. He's like, nah, they was just trifling. They told that boy every year at Santa Claus. Santa Claus, and Santa Claus at New Year's, no less. Like, you, <laughs> so you couldn't even dead the lie at Christmas. People ride these bikes down the street and shit. Like, oh, my coming in a week. It's like, give them something to hold for at Christmas. But then when his heart gets crushed at New Year's, it's not like it's all in your face anymore. Right? <laughs> yeah. the, the Christmas new has passed. I couldn't even say text time since Santa Oh, you yeah. follow that crazy. My parents, my parents would buy shit, but he would just tell us straight up. Uh, yeah, crazy. I bought it. <laughs> 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 um, I'm gonna tell you the worst gift. That was a crazy. A sweater from Santa Claus. How sweater from Santa Claus? How the Santa Claus know I wanted a sweater, which I don't want, and he know my size. Yeah, that's some bullshit. See, I just assumed I was bad that year. I, I just, I, mom, mom Dukes was getting over on me at four, five, six years yeah. old. She was getting. Nobody over. looks forward to the socks at Christmas. Yeah, that's not until you're, you know. It, once you are grown enough to appreciate that shit, yeah, it's too know. late. Hold on, you got me thinking though, there is a Christmas movie you can show people that'll actually make you hate Christmas. Have you seen Fred Claus? Nah. Dude, that's the most depressing Christmas movie. I was mad I watched that movie. I was so depressed. Am I the only person? Like, I was watching it like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> like, this doesn't make me feel good about it. It was all about a dysfunctional family, except it was Santa's family. Wow. And he messes up, you know, almost messes up Christmas. And it, it was like dark, but not comedy. Most, like, like most? Hitch. It's not funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, like, I follow your. It has a clear plot. <laughs> right. I can watch this for the story, but this isn't funny. I've never heard anybody else say that, but yes, Hitch is a, not a comedy. But it's like it's not a bad movie. Right. It's but it just ain't not comedy. funny. It ain't a comedy. Evil. 
Even, even Doobie looking good, but I'm just saying it's not a comedy. The billing they had in the in the title before in the commercials with like him teaching Kevin James how to dance and shit. That's like one percent of that movie. You no, know? It, that shit is not. Funny. And it's like, and if you got some scars on your heart, that movie hits you in a bad yeah. place, man. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> oh, I, I think the best Christian movie was Bad Sounds for Me. Yeah, all time. I mean, well, what what Bo just made me realize though, most Christian movies are pretty. Pretty Except for Home Alone, and the joy oh. is beating up burglars. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, oh, like, actually, I seen that like a when they first times. leave him, I was depressed. Cause like, even though that little white boy didn't know it, I was like, homie, this is not good. He's like, yes, I'm home alone. I'm like, homeboy, uh, you, no. you in trouble. I did, I, did, I did a Dolo Thanksgiving was by the way. Dolo holidays are the bottom, man. <laughs> Dolo, holiday, Dolo holidays make you rethink. Cause I call people at Thanksgiving because of things that falling through. Right. I call the guy I work with. I'm like, hey man, look, you know, situation fell through. Just look for some place to eat. And he was coming up with every reason why he could not invite. <laughs> um, no. I'm just like, you, this can't be happening right now. <laughs> just when you find out yeah, I was like, this can't be life. So I call another cat. No, nah, we going out sudden such. All right, cool. I can't do that. And I was like, oh, French toast it is. <laughs> no, man. Somebody invite you for a holiday. Don't get left. Don't yeah, get no. lost. Get you around some people. I was so sad for little dude, man. I knew he was going to get sad by the end because I was like, you can only beat up these thieves for so long. <laughs> and those were some persistent motherfuckers. Yes. <laughs> like, what did they think was in that house, yeah. man? Go to the next house of the block. They got the whole neighborhood was empty. Yeah, well, like they was breaking in people's shit all day. Got to the one hard house and was like, you know what? I think we can beat them. Let's just keep at it. <laughs> no, you know, I, but you do have a point. I think um, that hard. That's a that's good, my favorite Christmas that's, movie. That's a good Christmas. Yeah. Um, whenever I see somebody with a handicap sticker on their car and their speed. I can't help myself. I think that's how you got fucked up in the first place. And I know that that's not true. It, it can't be true for everyone. It can't be true. But every fucking time I'm like, see, man, slow your ass down. Except if you got the handicap in the van, then you officially got nothing left to lose, really. <laughs> Actually, but yeah. something, but I mean, yeah. I can stop now. I always <laughs> move out the way for handicap. When I see them people riding with the sticker in their car. I always move up to the side for that. I, I, feel, I treat them like the driver's ed student. Yep. I'm I'm, it. <laughs> no, I mean, because you see them coming up in the review, I move up. This, I move to the side for them, really, because I feel like the button stuck. Like, so, like they, they can't maneuver the steering wheel as good. Like, I feel like something on them is deformed <laughs> when they driving skills. They just, nah, they just can't walk fast. Yeah. Like, my parents live on Cascade Road in Atlanta, which is two lane for a whole stretch. And a whole lot of the older money, old middle class, you know, before all that Buckhead stuff started popping, they moved on Cascade. Man, you get caught behind that uh, Buick LeSabre with that oh, handicap in that one lane. Yeah, I have no mercy. I, I, I goes around that. If no, I, but, if but I it, had, it ain't an option because it's all wild. Lines and curves, oh. you just. Oh, that's the worst. Uh, they said that road going to say That's when you like hope that. you got yes. it on a good song. <laughs> Dude, all the ghost faces in the world can't keep me. I'm behind them and hate. I'm just cursing the mother. Go speed up, please. Um, So, what's y'all's favorite holiday? I'm a, I'm a Christmas person. Christmas? Mine,なまあ、birthday。今日はあの、夜のケーキはどうせ、birthday。なあ、あのケーキは、anybody's Cause as a culture, we collectively recognize that we are fucking 
retarded. We will get so drunk. We have to have the next day off. It's the one time <laughs> when we all decide that no, no, just don't. No, don't. Tomorrow. It will be dangerous yeah, for that up. blood alcohol level to be on the roads. Everybody take a chill the next day. And it's not, you might not even get drunk, but it's just the fact that we recognize it like we are some fuck ups as a culture. We do not, we don't practice moderation. We do have a few drinking holidays. Um, that St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I thought you said we. Yeah, everybody, but first of all, America. everybody don't participate America. in St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I, I, that right there is just, that, nothing is more of a recipe for disaster than St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yes. Because one year, um, Roger was like, I'm going to Dixie's. And he was like, it was, he, I don't, I don't think he made, forget it was St. Patrick's Day. He was like, yeah, I'll meet them down there. He said, like, you know, take me there and pick me up. I dropped him off. Rolled around the corner. Next thing I know, I get a phone call. Come back around and pick me up again. It was like 500 people out there. A few jazz tent. He was like, yes. hell no, come, come back. Dude, like, the my white Damn. friends tried to trick me, man. That's all it was. The Carolina game was on. It was March Madness. You know, I'm like, oh, cool. The tournament. Forgot that it was fucking St. Patrick's Day. So I, like, Karen drops me off. Because they're just like, come on down. We got a table and everything. I'm like, cool. But they know I don't drink like that. Like, I don't get tore down. This is not my thing. So I, I hop out the car and I'm like, why is the line so long? And they're like, dude, just come on, hop over. We, we got you. I'm like, first of all, I'm not hopping over shit. <laughs> I see the bouncer right there. He might not be in on this deal. But second of all, man, I'm not coming down here to hang out with a bunch of other drunk people. Like, it's not my thing. I'm going to be the only sober dude amongst a bunch of drunk people. So I, I got back in the car. It was dirty, man. Nah, they like the touchy-touchy in Philly and you like, oh, get off me. That's what I'm talking about. I went to Mardi Gras one year, man. Some hugs. Oh, oh, yeah! I don't like when the, hug. Yeah, I don't like when the villains come out. Yeah, I don't want, and I don't want to have a deep talk about you know, you're black. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nope, that conversation ends right there. I had one of those on my twenty first birthday in the Bahamas, and I was like, how do I get out of it? Because none of these girls that you came with are about to do anything with us, right? Right. Ergo, therefore, you're really killing me right yeah. now. Yeah. We, uh, I, my boy's bachelor party, um, like I said, I don't really normally drink, and I definitely don't drink around them, but it was a bachelor party, and, uh, it was kind of a special occasion, I was like, I decided y'all guys can see me drunk once, you know, you're never gonna get married again if you do this shit right, so, <laughs> let's celebrate, so, um, we are about to leave the club, and I still hadn't really drank that much, and, um, we had, like, this bottle, and I want to say it was either, it wasn't tequila, but it was, like, rum or something, and we were in VIP. You can't take the bottle with you. Mm-hmm. So the bottle was like, I don't know, half full, something like that. So they're just like, man, we got to go, man. Everybody started taking shots and drink this bottle. And I was like, fuck it. So I just drank most of the bottle to the head. I was gone. Man, by the time I came back around, it was like 5 in the morning. I had been talking to my man, Tim Lou. For five hours about race. I was like, this is bullshit. This is a waste of a fucking day. I went home, I went home the next morning. I was like, I know y'all going to the strip club tomorrow. I'm actually just going to go home. This is just a ridiculous idea. Like, what was I thinking? Nothing fun about that shit. Um, and y'all think the police ever mistakenly arrested somebody that actually did sell bricks, like real bricks for a living? Or maybe owned a pet shop that sold birds or something like that. I just... Just a quick thought. Um, the dollar store. I bought some pencils from the dollar store. 
the dollar store's got to be the only place where I buy shit and I'm surprised it works. <laughs> like, one out of every four pencils was working. I was like, oh, cool, got it. That's like infomercial stuff where you're like, if this cheap, I'm really just rolling the dice on maybe. I'm making a $20, it's like a $20 lottery ticket, right? It's like getting strong from the shake weight. You're like, exactly. oh shit, you can get strong. Like, that's why, like, that in the snug, you're like, you know, this actually kind of holds up. But you get like the DD7. And all you know, the, the magic cleaners. Or my father, what time? I thought he was going crazy because he took down two phone numbers off the info commercials. Like, you just rolling the dice. I could have a big score, or I just lose twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The worst thing you could cost you is twenty bucks, but still, you are gonna be hungry later. Yes. So I'm saying, <laughs> you don't regret that. Shit. Um. All right, man. When I was watching GI Joe, uh, it's on like late at night, one night reruns. Um, and they had this mechanical monster that was eating ships in the sea, in the ocean. And I was thinking about it, like, every cartoon I used to watch used to have some version of giant, you know, the evil guy creates a giant mechanical monster that does some shit. This guy is really a machine, but it looks like a monster, and eventually you find out. Scooby-Doo, you know, every cartoon. How come nobody ever invented that shit? <laughs> we worked on everything else from cartoons, lasers, and all kinds of jets and shit. Nobody was like... They're like mechanical beast. Fuck that. That's the first. <laughs> no, no army engineer thought it would be good to create the sea monster that could eat a submarine. Well, I'm still waiting on my flying car from the Jetsons, and I'm still waiting on my Rosie robot. Yeah, the Jetsons really has mis- misled us. Like yeah. that gave us the a ro- like, you look at all the things we got from the future and how much better it is really than the Jetsons. And then you realize, but for real though, yeah, some of the car because it wasn't the Jetsons supposed to be like now. Yeah, that's yes. the thing. It was like George. Yes. It's 1985. <laughs> no, now it's like, uh, dude, y'all. Are Scientists, what up? Yeah, what my shoes? What my Nike shoes that I've matched with just a zip up? Oh, um, back to the future. Or the or the, the, the Willy Wonka pill meet the meal that you can eat. Yes, yes. They still ain't got that. Y'all, you guys need to get on y'all job out there. Don't yeah, come on, scientists, y'all get, fucking get up. Get that shit together, y'all. So smart. And the last the last random thought I had was, and nobody, I don't think anybody knows the answer to this, but what happened to the color coded home? Uh, home security, whatever, homeland security alerts. What happened to that? Is anybody know? They left. They just stopped. They left with Bush. You know, I never paid that much attention to them in the first place because there was nothing that they were going to tell me that was going to make me not catch this flight. Like, once I made the right. decision to go to the uh, airport, does a threat level is at absolutely positive. <laughs> <laughs> Hope they mean another plane. Like, all, all it was doing was telling you how racist to be that day. That's all those things were for. Like, yeah, you see somebody who looks kind of Muslim, today's the day. You say some shit. I got my eye on you, Al Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just yellow. Well, you cool, Mohammed. Today, we, we cool. Yeah, if it's at the highest level, you can whoop some ass and you won't go to jail. All right, man. Let's do the articles, man. Let's do this shit. Oh, well, this one's quick. Apparently, Tucker Carlson said Mike Vick needs to be executed because, or oh, he thought he should have been executed for killing the dogs, right? Obviously, we all know the huge debate, the controversy, or whatever about Mike Vick and the dogs. I saw my fucking timeline on Twitter blow up with outrage about Tucker Carlson commenting about Mike Vick. All I gotta say is this. Before that day, when's the last time you heard Tucker Carlson's name? No, I was with you. And then I watched it and I was like, actually, this is kind of a problem. It wasn't what he said. It's, he just said it like this. You know, I personally, you know, I think Mike Vick should be executed. And the other three people were like, hmm. Like, no, not one person. Oh, no, yeah, not one person. Like, if you watch it, he just said it level, and not one person there was what? like, 
wait a minute, what did you say? No, it just rolled. Like, if you see it, that, that is, like, forget about Tucker Carlson. I don't care about Tucker Carlson. That was my first thought. I was like, wait to let Tucker Carlson play you. Yeah. Then you look at it, dude, and it just... What? It well, just rolled. Damn, now I do want to wow. see this No, nah, you got to check. You just you hear how cool he is when he says it? And see. the game changes. You be like, okay, this actually is, like, the uncoolest. Let's see, this got to add. Oh, okay. glad you're watching. All right, President Obama... It has been confirmed by the White House. Called call the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles. And during the course of their conversation, thanked him for giving Michael Vick a second chance. Now, I'm a Christian. I've made mistakes myself. I believe fervently in second chances. But Michael Vick killed dogs. And he did in a heartless and cruel way. And I think, personally, he should have been executed for that. He wasn't. But the idea that the President of the United States would be getting behind someone who murdered dogs... Way to be outraged! I'm a little uncertain as to why he called. But I don't think there's any question that most Americans need two things in this in this instant. It was, it was What is the golfer doing shot. talking about fucking life <laughs> What came out of that? On the other hand, there are there are countless people who do who do and want and, and, and need second chances and America is very forgiving in that instance. I'm glad Michael Vick is on the field, he's playing he's one having one of the best years of his life. But I think that he, he is fairly repentant. But a life that he is no longer entitled to, according to Tucker Carlson, by the way. But you notice, <laughs> nobody was like, wait a minute. Before you just intimated that someone should be killed for this. You know, were they even listening to what the guy was saying? That's almost like they like they weren't listening. Like, blah, 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 I think, I think Fox just assumes that because black people don't watch, they don't exist. Yeah, but also they don't care. They, it's not that they don't think they exist. They don't yeah. We go march in front of the building. They yeah. don't care. They're like they're not looking at these. They're, you're not in the demo. Yeah, that's it. You're not in. That's the word. You're not in the demo. They go I, hard. I worked, go in this, I worked in this business. I tell you what their concern is. They're not in the demo. Well, that's amazing, man. I, I, I thought it was a non-issue because I'm like the main thing with Tucker Carlson is yes. I'm back in the news. But I don't even think he was thinking it that far out. Right. But that's that's when I read the article. That's what I thought. But looking at that, yeah, that's what I said. I was the same way. I thought he got all the bangs on the table. Then I saw it. It was like, oh, <laughs> like that is that's just what's going on. That's like uh, some Jimmy the Greek style shit. Like, what, what are you doing, bro? I still don't get why he had to play football to, to get redemption. Like his time yeah. in jail was and getting out. Then that's his second chance. Like all of a sudden, because he's doing well in football, yeah. we should forgive him. And he had to win. And I, it's like that season Kobe had where he averaged like 40 points. And it was like, well, maybe he didn't rape her. Like, <laughs> like Vic had to ball out. Was, he's fighting them He's fighting them charges like, on the like field. Like he ain't do 18 months. People like like eight. Like people have to think of a real, he was wearing stripes. Like I don't know if you ever yeah, seen yeah. the pictures. He was wearing real live stripes. Yeah. He didn't go to Madoff prison. No. He went to prison prison. 18. Months. That's a long time. Yeah, I think he's paid his price. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway, and he, and he got bankrupt on top of that. Like that should have been enough. This woman still a, spending the little money he ain't even got. He running through his cash. You know, according to the NFL, just taking somebody's money is enough consequence for anything you do. So he shouldn't have to go to jail. <laughs> in my opinion, I mean, that's their standard for everything. Take their paycheck. Yeah. He lost his paycheck. He shouldn't have had to go to jail. If anything, he probably should sue the government. Try to get some. Try to get some reparations back. That's all I'm saying. So apparently, uh, East Oak Cliff. Pastor Sandy McGill denies. Dallas. Say what? He's in Dallas. Dallas. Oh boy. Uh, yep. 
<laughs> Denies burglarizing congregate's house. So I'm more amazed she didn't get shot if this shit happened in Texas. Correct. Must, I guess nobody was home. So we know that for sure. Um, Dallas pastor faced a felony charges of burglarizing a church member's home on Christmas Eve. Damn. To get their Grinch home. Wow. <laughs> Christmas Eve. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Said Monday, she had no criminal intent. Sandy McGriff, 52, uh, said she was trying to protect valuables at the home of her longtime friend, Sarita Agnew, and made a horrible mistake. Police accused McGriff of stealing more than $10,000 worth of fur coats in Dallas. Wow. Who has, who has that in Dallas, home? Dallas flashy. You gotta understand, Dallas, one of them play. This is LA flashy. Well, Orange Juice Jones is from Dallas. Or he's living in Houston. He's living in Houston, but Dallas is all flashy. But Dallas Cowboys, think about, you know, the TV show Dallas. That's Dallas. Yeah. I wouldn't have believed it to that 30 for 30 talked about it. They were yeah. people wearing the fur coats and that's what people, fur hats. That's I'm what like, people get about who Dallas. Needs a fur hat in yeah. Dallas. I mean, it's hot down there. 10 G's in fur, too. Yeah, it ain't gonna floss itself. Michael Irvin ain't courting that fur coat. Remember that? <laughs> yo. Floss and stuff. <laughs> when you high and you got a fur coat on, how hot are you? Oh, like, 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 I mean, like I can imagine some regular sweat with the coat on, but you high too. Hey, let me tell you, man, that stuff he wearing. I used to date a woman who had an uncle who was strung out on it, and he used to just stank. And I was like, oh, your man's a little rank. They're like, nah, it's that stuff sweating out. I was like, oh, no idea. Yeah, so I'm just saying, the fur is not Michael Irvin's best move. Just say no. Correct. That's what I say. McGriff spent most of Christmas Day in jail and was released on $26,000 bail in time for a Sunday morning services at the Church of the Living God. The wow. The sanctuary is in the back of her husband's furniture store on Lancaster Road in East Oak Cliff. So you just walk past the Ottomans and you can get your service on. Wow. Uh, she invited reporters to her Grand Prairie home Monday to tell her side of the story. How do you have a side of a story fucking with people's gifts on Christmas Eve and a house is not yours? There's no side of the story to that. Man, that's how, that's, you know, that's how America got soft. She says, this is what she says. McGriff said that, she, that when she, um, oh, she said something just told me to go past her house. Right, okay. Right, okay. McGriff said when she did, she saw two men coming out of the side of Agnew's house, said she pulled back, pulled her black Jaguar into the driveway and walked around the home, and that's when she saw the broken kitchen window. My, my mistake was I did not call 911. I, well, I, I'm shocked I haven't seen she said the Lord told her to do that. I don't believe any of this shit because she's black. And black people don't see shit like broken windows and go, I need to investigate. <laughs> oh, we know, we never know yeah, no guns. That is never. I, there's never been a case that you can prove where we was like, I think criminals are in there. Let me just. But she did black my two black men though. <laughs> That's surprising. <laughs> She's not Republican. Oh, 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 She's black. Yeah, keep. I just read the part that you were about to say, and just let me know. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Uh, she said she cleared away shards of glass, stood on a barrel, and climbed in through the window. <laughs> For real word. She said she was trying to protect Agnew's valuables in case the men came back. Right. I thought I was helping. She, she said. <laughs> Next paragraph. Next paragraph. <laughs> she, she, she grabbed a laptop from the bedroom and three designer purses and put them in the Jaguar's back seat. Police arrived around 5.30 p.m. to see her carrying two fur coats out the back door, according to the arrest warrant affidavit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's just locking those up for safety. Who did call 911? 
If it wasn't her, <laughs> somebody did. Yeah, like, here's the thing. So you think they go break in, go drop that stuff off at home. Right. Then come back. And leave you time enough to save the rest of the value. Somebody at play here is the world's dumbest criminal. It's yeah. either her or them. So Agnew's neighbor, David Nanez, had a different version of events. He said Monday, he had just come home from work when he saw a woman at Agnew's house. They waved at each other. Nanez said, Black women in that wave, dog. They, they, I guess they can't help it. I think it's just like hereditary. It's like that scene in Friday where she's like, Oh, I hate her. And then they're like, Hey, girl. Like, like, like what are you doing with them fur coats? Hey, Mr. Nanez. Same people to see Tyler Perry movies. Nanez said she, he kept watching as the woman hit the window with something. Said she tried to use an eight foot wooden letter to get in the window. Damn. But, but she slipped. She then got a five-gallon bucket from the backyard to boost herself through the window. Wow. She was stealing their shit. Yes, it's she not, was. There's no debate to be had here. There's no other side of the story. I can't even believe she came up with that lie. Anyway, enough of this bitch. Um, <laughs> New Year's resolution. Get divorced. So Karen, you got to leave for this one. Uh... While while lose weight is probably while lose weight is probably on many people's list of New Year's resolutions, some are vowing to shed more than a hundred pounds. Not in a gym, but in a divorce court. <laughs> a lot of people want to begin the new year anew, says family law attorney Catherine Dickerson of Vienna, Virginia. Unhappy couples often try to endure the Christmas holiday. That's got to be a miserable fucking Christmas. They just looking at each other with gifts out. Just nah, I don't even care what it is. Nah, I've broken up with a couple of them before Christmas. Like the options was like, look, here's how this goes. You can deal with this at Thanksgiving. You can deal with this before Christmas, or you can deal with this like in the New Year time. Let's start this now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not about, I'm not about to be with this over my head yeah. as Christmas looms. They feel fake. You can't be fake yeah. at Christmas. I can't That's buy, and I'm not buying gifts for somebody I Correct. hate. Correct. Like, I fucking hate you. Here's your sweater. Get the hell out of here. Like, I'm never. And if you buy me something, I'm just gonna be looking at it like, this is the iPhone that bitch bought me. God, I hate her. Oh, I hate her so much. iPhone. I love Angry Birds. Ridiculous. Um, uh, they resolve to themselves that they're not going to spend the holidays next year as they did this year. Men are more likely than women to begin divorce proceedings early in 2011. Women are tired, they're let down, the stress is over, they just want to breathe for a little bit. For men, they've gotten through the holidays, they've maintained the image of a family for as long as they could, and they're ready to move forward. Um, that That's not a good way to describe it. Wow. I did it as long as I could, damn, Christmas is over. These kids get on my nerves, I didn't bitch them out. I hate you. And your kids. People stay indoors, when uh, people stay indoors, they tend to wear on each other faster, that's true. Yeah, y'all, you do hate each other, and y'all sit around all day because nobody's going to work. Snowed in, that can't be fun. Yeah, that's got. Oh my suck. god, I couldn't imagine being snowed in with somebody that you like. Hmm, I got these divorce papers. I'm gonna send you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as, soon think, as, the, as soon as the soon as the snow go away, I might think, as well talk it out now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got nowhere to go. Yeah, I can't imagine being in the house. Boy, you cannot go to sleep. You better lock that door. <laughs> I got you an iPad, but look under the iPad. That's, you need That's to sign real those. I need, That's to, real I need you to sign those, uh, Tammy. It's time for you to get out. Um, Alright, man. So, South Africa apparently has got some racist stuff going on. South Africa? Really? Damn. Never, never would have thought. Place where you least expect it. Uh, South Africa was in jail for all these years. Come on, people. This is one of the. If this would have happened in America, it'd be even more racist. 
Uh, South African poultry makers, racist politicians say, uh, Blade, and I can't pronounce his last name. It was got an N and a Z next to each other. Nizamande? I'm gonna go with Nizamande. Call him that nigga. <laughs> Blade. Uh, not to be confused with Wesley Snipes, who's already in prison. Yes, he is. Uh, said that the poultry industry was selling rotten meat to black people. He said chicken past its best before day was being recycled. <laughs> you can't recycle bad chicken. Anyway, <laughs> like it's paper. Can you not smell it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I had a count. Uh, this has not not to do with this story, but I bought a, I had a calendar today at my job, and it's made of recycled paper. But the first page of the calendar that looks like a month is actually just the cover, and you throw it away. That seemed like it defeat the purpose of recycling all that paper for you to throw away a big ass sheet of paper to start it off. Anyway, um, all right, man. So he said the chicken was past its best before day. Uh, it was recycled, thawed, washed, and injected with flavoring. Then sold to shops in black townships. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. It'll kill somebody. Mm, I they already do it here. I think it's called uh, churches. Um, a spokesman for the poultry industry admitted the practice takes place, but said it was both safe and legal. <laughs> so they admitted to the racist <laughs> shit and was like, but it's cool. It's not illegal. It's for your own good. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just, for you. it's just racist, okay? <laughs> Don't think of this as wow. anything else. The meat is removed from major chains of supermarkets and is redistribu- redistributed to spaza shops, smaller family-run shops which serve black communities and independent wholesalers. So it's going straight to the black people. Uh, I can tell you now that more than 80% of ordinary black South Africans, they get their food from sponsor shops, which means that you are actually selling rotten meat to black people. That's what Blade said. <laughs> and uh, apparently the spokesman said, um, and then Blade said, we find it deeply offensive and racist, frankly. A spokesman for the poultry industry agreed that the process of recycling chicken did take place, but said it was legal and that all manufacturers guaranteed the safety of their products. There's nothing racist about this process. He added that the chickens were tested and certified by producer, producers or producers, how you pronounce that, before being sent out again, and then that these standards are actually higher than those required by the Department of Health. So the Department of Health don't give a fuck either. No, they don't. <laughs> Just sell the chicken. Anyway, uh, apparently uh, there's a priest who's a Belgian activist, and he just got a promotion, and uh, he's about to get uh, nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. But he's also accused of sexual abuse and admitted to it. So yikes, that ain't good. Uh, Uh, Are you surprised? (laughs) Nothing left to say. Yeah, I'm I'm moving on to the next one. Come on, Chris Hansen should do that interview. (laughs) (laughs) Have a seat over there. I think the P and T C A P means uh, to catch a priest. They just they changed me. (laughs) Uh, Pregnant woman drinks beer to relieve stress. A 28-year-old woman was arrested December 19th after she allegedly battered her husband. The husband told deputies his wife was stressed because she was the main caregiver to their two children and because she was six months pregnant. So she just needed one to, you know, take the edge off. Wow. Sometimes, you know, you get the world spinning, things get all stressed out. You're six months pregnant, you need a beer to calm everybody down. You know, I understand. I understand. Turned her in. Was she at the bar? Uh, I don't know, but she whipped his ass though. He got pulled. Like, did she go to the bar? Or she was just like she went to. Was she at home? He said his wife wanted a beer, so he let her have the alcoholic beverage to ease some of the stress. Hmm. Later, 
So he gave her the beer. He is sucker. He gave her the beer. <laughs> I thought he was like, I came home, man. It's too late. I just wanted to have it. He's like, Fredo, I'm sorry, Mike. I just can't control her. <laughs> <laughs> Later, the woman got upset with her husband, and the two began to argue. The woman told deputies after the argument escalated, she pushed and punched her husband. And witness told officers the man's only defense against the woman was to hold her hands and attempt to stop her from hitting. The woman was arrested on charges of battery, so she's going to jail. She's pregnant. They got two kids. And she likes to drink. That's why he gave her the drill. Yeah, well. Because otherwise, it's an ass woman. I'm just saying, who do you think is getting a divorce for New Year's? That's all I'm saying. Um... Uh, he's scared to leave. He might like Yeah, it. he's scared to leave. Like that's, father, like that's not that's not her first time whooping his ass. No, that's not. <laughs> yeah, this, no, that's, that's definitely not. I'm, I'm not the only. Every time I read an article, that's like this woman beat up this dude. I'm like, that ain't the first time that shit happened. <laughs> it's first time. It might be the first time they called the cops. Might. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen episodes of cops. They they know them people by name. Like Jerome and Mary again. Damn. Anyway, uh, cops. Speaking of cops, a cop's son caught on camera punching a homeless man. Uh, a witness with a camera caught a homeless man being punched by Sanford Police Lieutenant's son, uh, uh, who was never arrested or charged for the incident. Damn. They in Bulan indeed, man. It even extends to the fucking kids. You know, I imagine him at home or in the court, and they're like, why did you do this? And he turned to his father. <laughs> I learned it from you, alright? I learned it from watching you! <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time you was reading that. Beating up homeless people, man. There's, there's never been a good excuse to beat up a homeless person. I mean, we've all rolled a hobo or two, but come on. You do not just beat up homeless people for no reason. Uh, in the amateur video, the homeless man is seen trying to break up a fight uh, when the police officer's son, Justin Collins, this is why I never break up fights, for the record. This motherfucker was being altruistic, <laughs> trying to help some people, and got his ass whooped. Wow. Never, never. I will let. Oh, never. I call. I will call somebody for you. I ain't breaking up no fights. No, I call. You know what? I'll call the ambulance. You're welcome. But you have threatened a few people. <laughs> no, getting in a fight is totally different. <laughs> yeah, breaking up a fight. Yeah, like what? Like, normally the dudes that get in the fight, nothing happens to them. I, I would rather be in the fight than break up the fight. Take an ass woman for somebody else's behalf. I've seen that too many times. Anyway. Justin Collinson, that's the officer's son, sneaks up from behind, punches the man in the back of the head, so he's a coward too. Uh, however, Collinson was not finished. He took a few steps and slammed another bar patron to the ground. He was giving it to everybody. <laughs> uh, apparently, his friend says, Justin, Justin, what the fuck are you doing? Justin, get off him. Uh, WFTV talked to the man who was filming that night and agreed to protect his identity. Damn, they got him shook. They got them shook. Like, I filmed it. I Don't tell them I'm, that I filmed this. Yeah, they're my officers, man. They yeah. family sound like they ruthless in that part of town. Yeah. Like, maybe they just beat up. Maybe a homeless person filmed it. What a homeless person is doing with an iPhone, I don't know. They know some Denzel Washington type stuff. I'm King Kong around this motherfucker. I was, <laughs> I was like, God, this guy, he's got to go to jail. You can't walk around doing that kind of stuff, the witness said. But to this day, more than three weeks after the fight, Collison has not been arrested or charged by the state attorney's office or the Seventh Police Department, where his father's a lieutenant. Damn, so... That's why he was like, hell no. If you're gonna... All I'm saying is, if you're a serial killer or a violent person, if you beat up poor people or minorities, 
you will be free a lot longer. Just he, he beat the right person up. Probably get a key to the city, depending on where you're at. Nobody cares about homeless people. That's all. Oklahoma man don't says. Don't fuck with dogs. Yeah, don't. Yeah, if you would punch the dog, you'd be dead. Oklahoma man says wife's death was sex fantasy accident. Uh, authors. <laughs> wait, say that again. Uh, I saw this story. <laughs> uh, no, just, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Arthur Sedal or Sedil, I don't know how you pronounce that, was uh, up front with the police. <laughs> Yo, it's gotta suck when you fucked up so bad when the cops come, you can't lie. Like, you just like, hey, hey, before you go in there. <laughs> this is exactly what happened. I'm not even gonna bullshit you, officer. Um, he would often put a gun to his wife's head during fantasy sex play at the Oklahoma City uh, home. But Sadal said that uh, he didn't know the gun was loaded when he pressed it to his wife's head and pulled the handgun side back during sex on not the night of December 21st. Oh. Yeah, so, Karen, no more gun no, shit. No, sissy. I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was no. going to say, don't no, be no, 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 I'm just kidding, man. We use it. We use it. We use Nobody ever. A knife never accidentally went off. We're no, safe. That's Don't why you need to be a professional because you know it's fake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ain't no real bullets in that. Uh, now, Sadal, 23, is facing the possibility of a murder charge in the Canadian county, Oklahoma. So it's almost an old Canada story, but it happened in America, so I'm going I'm to let him breathe. And the death of his wife, 50-year-old. 50? Huh? He was 23 and she was 50? Oh, they would get it in hard, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's some freaky stuff going on over there, man. Um... Who died when the handgun went off in the bedroom? According to the probable cause affidavit filed by Oklahoma City Police, Sadal said that the shooting was accidental. He called 911 afterward, according to the police. Investigators decided to arrest and jail Sadal on suspicion of first degree murder out of an abundance of caution. Uh, however, as Tuesday afternoon, formal charges had not been filed in the investigation. He declined to comment on investigators' findings so far. Uh, although a Canadian county judge found that probable cause exists to hold Sadal on the murder charge, Assistant DA Paul Hesse, or Hess, how you pronounce that, said Tuesday that he has yet to re- receive a report from the police on the case. As a result, formal charges have not yet been filed, so maybe he'll get off of this. I might not even get charged. You know, I guess my problem is why are people still talking to the police? Like, just getting this, I need my lawyer. Like either way, dude, they they do this every day. We just watch it on TV. Yeah, the balls of this dude to believe they would believe him. Like it would never even cross my mind to think they would believe that shit, even if that's what happened. Yep. Even if we had it like on film, like that was our fucking thing. We we had guntoherhead.com. <laughs> and that was all we fucking did. I would not. I would still go police and gun think I set this shit up. I don't know. Props to him, I guess, for if he gets off that bullshit. Um, purse snatching victim chases and kicks thief. Only thing about this is, dude tried to snatch her purse, she whooped his ass. I thought that was funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that's got to be an embarrassing ass whooping to take. <laughs> and she was white, folks. She was white. <laughs> but when you're in prison, what you in for? Oh man, this is, I tried to steal this bitch purse, but she was well, no, I guarantee ass. you that's not the story he tells. What you in for? Quadruple homicide. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be out of here in about three months. <laughs> yeah, five agents descended out of nowhere. They was ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> Police, man hits teen over phone dispute over claim. A 68-year-old Idaho man has been charged with misdemeanor battery after police say he struck a teen who would not turn off his iPhone while the plane they were they were in was taxiing for takeoff. 
ain't gonna lie, I wanted to smack an iPhone out of kid's hand on a plane the other day. They say turn the phone off. Now, I used to keep it on because I didn't understand it. Right. It interferes with the uh, all the detection stuff. It makes stat like on TV stuff. They tell you a lot of time to turn off your cell phone because right. it interferes with the communication system. Turn off your phone. Yeah. It ain't that hard. The lady came by and said, turn off your phone. Turn off your phone. Apparently, this dude... Follow the Bomani school logic. I mean, I didn't do it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, decided, he decided to whoop dudes ass. I was, I was waiting for the rest of it. Like, so did you hit him? <laughs> did you hit him? <laughs> so I whooped his ass. And yes, this article is about me. They fucked up my age and my pictures. <laughs> he asked me for an autograph after I slapped him. Yeah. <laughs> no, they eventually got him to act right. <laughs> told me thank you afterwards. <laughs> so uh, the man, Russell Miller, was uh, arrested when the plane landed. Uh, Miller told the police that the 15 year old boy refused to turn off his phone after directions from the flight crew. The suspect felt he was protecting the entire plane and its occupants. Uh, court, I wonder if this dude's gonna get off though. He should, you know. Right? Oh, if, if more people would, if more people would have jumped on those guys that was crashing planes. Here's my here's my favorite detail of the story. According to the police report, Miller said he smacked the boy with the back of his hand to get his attention. <laughs> <laughs> he gave him a chase in the back of his head. Groundskeeper Willie, that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, film slap that dude. Oh my goodness. It's oh, like he some old wild, wild, wild west type stuff, too. Alright, last article, man. And um, then we're out of here. A woman accused of raping a teen in court. Now, this is a terrible title because that's not what happened. Like, they need a comment here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where exactly. What did she do? Um, the 30 year old bullet woman, uh, counting woman accused of raping a 14 year old boy was in court December 28th. Uh, Jenny Lynn Concierge is charged with the rape and sodomy at, at the detectives say she had sex with the teen. Huh? Sodomy, you know. That's How did she get sodomy? Yeah, that's. Yo. Because you know age? She went hard, yeah. <laughs> but I thought sodomy was when, you know, you, you penetrated something that's not supposed to be penetrated. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's actually a wide um, yeah, thing. It could be all stuff like that. Um, anywhere that you know prudes don't do it it's sodomy put it like that so if you know a woman that is not married or about to get divorce papers on the first she might not do sodomy um, investigators say Concierge told her friends that she wasn't getting enough attention from her boyfriend they say that they uncovered this statement on Concierge's Facebook page I hear 30 is the new 20 and 14 is the new 19 Right. Prison, I say. <laughs> now, her makes you kill. Go directly to jail. Do not pass those. Do not collect $200. Oh. No. No, man. People just like jail. Like, people don't know. Like, some people in news business, and they'll tell you, like, if, if I, for example, were to get caught up in something, the first thing they're going to do is go to my Facebook page and get all the pictures and stuff. Like, that's yeah. their first stop. It makes everybody's job so much easier. As we can. Yeah, we have a we have a friend who's a reporter, and she was on the show, and that's exactly what she told us. She's like, as we were reading the article, she's like, yeah, they got that from our Facebook page. Yeah, you just you can just tell by the details, man. It's, this, anyway, I guess straight this to is jail. my thing. I need a journalism degree, but that writing there that makes that makes it because that's not that's not a blog. That's an actual news article. <laughs> yeah, like this person is getting a paycheck for that, but I need a journalism degree. My Favorite people in the world are people that leave comments on news articles on the, on the online. 
I don't think I've ever done that. I'm not debating with you plebeians. Now, does it have with the masses? <laughs> yeah. Like, my blog, maybe, it's narrowed, but right. the, the unwashed masses? Right. Like, at least on my blog, you might be a fan of me. Yeah. Like, I'm not just arguing with random cats. <laughs> you shouldn't do this. You should do it. Let's talk about it. All right, man. So, this has been another episode of the Black Out Test Podcast. Uh, we had me in the house, Karen in the house, Justin in the house, and Bo in the house. I know Will's going to be mad he missed this show. Yes, he is. Yeah, Will. Glad you wouldn't hit. You took up too much space in the room. Yeah, that's why you don't get mad and start having them kids, man. I tried to tell them, slow down. No, couldn't listen. You're fucking up, son. You're fucking up. <laughs> so, anyway, you know, to find the podcast, of course, Facebook, iTunes, Podomatic, The Black Guy Who Tips. Leave us a review on iTunes, man. We love when we get good reviews. Only five-star reviews, please. Anything less will be uncivilized. So, save your four stars. Even if you think I can improve, just I don't need to hear it. Um, <laughs> also, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again. That as in D A T. Rhyme over reason. And y'all know Bermani underscore Jones. Oh, my bad. I wasn't trying to interfere with your clothes. Nah, you got it. Nah, I'm being rude. Okay. No, cool. no. I got you. I got you from here on out. Indeed. You normally finish off your show, so I, I got you, man. Appreciate nice. you. Uh, well, back in the day, I used to stay on 25 minutes. Yeah, I'm really not feeling your boss in the way that he's interfiering with the quality. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas, I gotta go. Yeah. I'm looking at the time like, God damn it, again. Late. Yeah. Now, see, that's what we're gonna sleep petition it, and we need a petition to get Rod along the work. Yeah. Yeah, let's let my boss know that I'm fucking around that first hour of the day. <laughs> like, I'm enjoying them first three hours. I don't need him to come over there like, what? What is this note about Michael Jordan? <laughs> Um, Alright man So check out the show uh, You know Go to the Facebook page Go to the page TheBlackOutTips.com Look at the donate button oh, yeah. Maybe click on it Oh y'all on that? Yeah we on that Is anybody giving you a dime the first? Yes Actually Really? We put out a quality product People want to put in That ain't got Whatever yeah, Tell that to the BitTorrent people <laughs> uh, yeah, Tell that to the Grub rappers <laughs> We put out a good record And everybody that downloads it Just hits us up on the, on the field <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling people not to. No, no, I no. Just, I just credit. I need to put one of those on mine. Yeah, see? <laughs> You'll be amazed. You got to believe. Ain't nobody giving me nothing. They, uh, they <laughs> probably think I make more money than I Oh, have. man. That's got to be the worst part about TV. Oh, yeah. Like, he on TV. What could he possibly need from me? Well, it's not so bad now after I got a raise. But before, like, I was at a convention a few months ago. And this young cat I knew came up to me. And he's like, so, man, um, you know. You just want to know me and uh me and Larry, man. You know Larry, I'm like yeah, no, Larry, yeah, man. You know we wanna, we wanna, you know we wanna just kick it with you, chop it up a little bit, like some mentor and sort of. Like, yeah, no problem. Let me know. You know, you know Joe. I'm like, nah, I don't know Joe. Well, you know Joe wanted to come too. I'm like, well, I mean Joe wanna come. Joe can come. All right, look, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what to say about me, but I'm just ask it. Uh, you guys. Now keep in mind, let's go back to this Joe. That right. I don't know. Right. Whose food I'm paying for. Right. At the time, we could not be having this discussion. So right. to answer your question, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> There's nothing worse than when people think they know how much money you make and they absolutely and they assume you make more. Yeah. Being underestimated is the best. Yeah, I prefer well, it's like I said, I guess I prefer to be over uh underpaid or overpaid than yeah. overrated. I think that's how it goes. Oh, that's the life. Yeah, give me that. <laughs> Any day. Oh, so uh, let's see. What oh, you email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. Call the show, 704-557-0186. Bam! 
on top of the head. Then you have to look at it. Um, so make sure y'all do that shit, man. Bo, thank you for coming by, man. Hey, really? no thing. I need to take a stop. In fact, I've been sitting here for like hours waiting to use the bathroom. Y'all just wrote me in oh. here to talk on this podcast. Yeah, man. You nah, I'm just messing with <laughs> 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 We gotta walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go to freebomoney.com. We got it. Donate. I know what's going on Hey pal, but there's yeah. no name. No morning Jones on. You just want to hear Sasha and Corey only. That's all y'all gonna hear. But uh, nah, man, I can't wait for the show to come back on, man. Thanks again. Hey um, man, appreciate it. And thank you, Kirk, for being here. And see, y'all people wonder, black women can't get married. Black women can't get a man. Kirk did something that I've never seen black women do on Twitter. She didn't say nothing for two hours. That's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even have to teach her that, Justin. Hey, I found it like that, and I appreciate it. I had to start a podcast. That's how, that's how I cope with it. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to y'all later, man. Love you. You too. Mwah. Waiting to die, I'm the supplier of fire If you're chasing the highs, never win or wise The way that he died, did he stand like a man To the day that he died, or was he Reaching for guns or trying to run Or was he outside on the lawn in front of his son If you run in your mouth, you could die in the slum Cause in the south where I'm from, they die for crumbs You could die for your partners or die for your mom You could die cause the niggas just heard their lungs You're still in a down a plane, let's say it's a bomb When they running into the tower, they just say it's a dog Screaming a lot, the moment that it's hitting the Build with total disregard all men, women, and children. Niggas get killed when people mix their money with bills. I'm spilling my money up in the wall, some in the ceiling. I'm just one of the millions of niggas who butt that. Hey, it's a war going on, and they killing for nothing. We in denial all the while, they were flicking the buttons. I'd rather be dying for something instead of living for nothing. End of discussion. Hey, ain't no more talk. Just start killing niggas off till ain't no more chalk. And no more tape to outline. No more scenes and no more crime. No more dying for no more things and no more rims and things and no more green. And no more chains and rings, they go bling bling And no more passion to rapping, it's so it seems It's just these talentless rappers, they all acting And I know, so ain't no more talk Just start killing niggas off, there ain't no more chalk And no more tape, the outline, no more scenes And no more crying, no more dying for no more fiends And no more rims and things, and no more green And no more chains and rings, they go bling bling And no more passion and rapping, it's so it seems It's just these talentless rappers, they all acting And I know, yeah, they said it wasn't no more green for no more This game needed, and if I say it, believe it, I'm running the region. You see it popping and blowing, I'm stopping, I'm going. I'm just telling you, knowing you sleeping or hating, and I don't care what you niggas is thinking or saying. But you know who the one who say you know what or do you know where? But if you the best, you gon' care. Nah, no, I ain't think so either. But we know greed will make you do strange things if we ain't people. And if you're busting by nothing, then we ain't no. equal. You just cussing for nothing and poisoning people, and it's embarrassing laughing at all of your songs. And you can hate me right now, but you miss me for. Long when I'm gone, Ay, ain't no more talk. Just start killing niggas off till ain't no more chalk or no more tape. The outline, no more scenes or no more.